0: I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast.
1: Today we're going to give you seven essential jazz piano albums. Only seven? Dude, we can't do this. This is going to be too hard. Not six, not eight, but seven. Oh, uh, you're killing me. Uh, but but I have to say, too, we're not actually going to give them to you. We're just going to give you the names <laughs> of them. You're going to have to go scurry and find no, them on Peter your Martin own. Peter Martin is personally going to play them for you. <laughs> and then hand deliver them to your house. That's right. Okay, so this comes from a blog, a blog post that I actually just wrote this week. I've, I've had several lists... Like this over the years. I used to give students like a list of kind of essential listening. Mm. Um, but this one is really, I put a disclaimer at the top. And you can see this if you go to OpenStudioNetwork.com slash blog. A little self-promotion. A little, a little promotion. <laughs> what up? But this, you know, this disclaimer. So I want to put this disclaimer here. Yeah. Highly subjective many obvious omissions and in no particular order. I don't know. I think this is
0: the definitive list. <laughs> no, it not. is not. Do not listen a, to what that man is saying. These are, listen but, to me. Although these are seven objectively great jazz albums. They're great. No I,
1: I mean, You know what? Somebody might say, you know what? I hate number four, but I love all the others. So we can't put that, you know. Well, all I'm saying is this is just this is just two guys' opinions. It's really just one guy's. Hopefully you agree. I, I have nothing know. to do with this. So <laughs> I'm going to put
0: that disclaimer out yeah, there. Yeah, but
1: I want to just put that out because I don't want anyone saying how come you left off such and such? Obviously, there's more than great seven great jazz pianists and more than seven great jazz so some things were left off so these are just seven essential ones out of many okay um wow half the podcast is just disclaiming what we're about to say that's pretty good i right? know and you'll hear it no are we not done okay <laughs> okay i'm going to start on number one art tatum piano starts here who so, who knows <laughs> the heart tatum so uh you know, part of the reason I started the list is that it's a great album title, the piano starts here, the list yeah. starts here. It's good. But this record's very personal to me. This was sort of the first solo piano record as a child that I really connected with. My father had this record. It was played around our house a lot um, because my parents listened to it. I thought it was horrible or I just didn't pay any attention to it, whatever. But at a certain point, just the sound just connected me, connected with me in a way that was just so powerful. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. Even while at the same time saying, wow, I'll never be able to do that. I wanted to do that, you know?
0: The first time when I bought this album, I think I was nineteen or twenty years old. I was in a very delicate place in my playing. You know what I mean? We're in Ooh, my development, not a great one for that. Not movie. a great one. And I just remember like listening to it and thinking like, "Damn, damn, <laughs> yeah, damn." But now I listen to it and I say, "Damn." I mean, right. it's an amazing, amazing album. I mean, it's it's him at the height of his powers. It's beautiful. Every every track is beautiful.
1: Yeah, and you know, thinking about it now, I mean, I I came at it not understanding how albums were made. I was just kind of hearing it and liking it um but you know what I learned about it later was you know it was recorded it was taken from live recordings in, in 1950 and 1955. It no was way. Not, yeah I it was not that. put together wow. as an album as far as I know even by Art Tatum. That's but, incredible. But it's really well put together you know they're great representations of arrangements and solo piano versions of tunes that he did many times that have been recorded many different ways. Yeah. And um I don't know I just think it's amazing. I no mean, that that will weep for
0: me man. Oh Whew. yeah it's incredible. So um, that's number one. So number two is Keith Jarrett's Facing You. Now, this was Keith Jarrett's first album for ECM Records. It was recorded the day after a gig uh, with Miles Davis in Oslo, Norway, 1971. Um, This one is an interesting pick because I actually really hadn't... I mean, I knew of it, but I hadn't really listened to it until you wrote this blog Yep. like I kind of missed out on the ECM stuff when I was coming up uh, you know getting into jazz until now much later and I'm like loving discovering all these things and this is one I'm almost embarrassed to say I wasn't really familiar with but I have listened to it in the last week or so and it is unbelievable it's so good his touch his concept is so like crisp on this period and fresh and it's really a good listen
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, no, a lot of folks, with, you know, haven't heard of this record, and it's part of the reason I wanted to, I mean, it's certainly known, but it's, it's, it seems to have been overshadowed by some of Keith Jarrett's other solo recordings, which are great, too, on ECM and, and otherwise, you know, like the Colonel concert, which is, you know, it's, it's such, it's like the best-selling solo piano record of all time. And sure. It's an amazing record. But to me, I mean, this being in the studio, he did a lot of, you know, live um, solo piano explorations where it's just total improv, which are great. But this one kind of, to me, kind of catches that innocence. There's definitely improvising on there. There's composition. Um, but he kind of, he, he melds them in a way that you don't know when one starts. I mean, the whole thing just feels exploratory. Yeah, And you can't tell when the melodies are being improvised and when they're not. And I mean, obviously, he was very influenced by Miles right. at this time. I don't know if he would admit that. Keith, where you at? What's up, bro? But I mean... You think he it, listens? <laughs> yeah. He'll hear it. He'll hear it. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I think the thing of it being his first. People are always surprised when I when I tell them that this was his first record on ECM. Yeah, I mean Keith Jarrett nerds, of course, know that of and course, worship yeah. this record. But it's a it's a fun. No, one. it's awesome. I love the sound, the recording. Yeah, sound. yeah, the very piano close, sounds so cool. Very resonant. The piano sounds amazing. Yeah. Very specific miking technique on there. It's awesome. So for number three, we have Thelonious Monk's solo Monk. Um, this was on Columbia. I love this record. 1965. You know, it's got some standards. I'm confessing that I love you. Um, it's got, you know, some great Monk tunes as well. It's just a great representation of his solo piano style, which is not necessarily something that he was super known for. Um, but I wanted, you know, in putting a Monk... I mean, there's like 20 or 30 great Monk albums that's that just... I could easily put on here yeah. instead of this one but I, this one kind of it's a little bit offbeat but it's some of his best playing it's recorded great yeah. and it's just a great representation of his it just doesn't represent all the you know great ensemble playing that he could write for him.
0: Yeah. now how much fun would it be to be able to play solo piano like that yeah it just seems like he's having a great time. Too, it is. There, it's man. a joyous yeah. record. It's, it's a great album. Cover. Oh, it's it's a really cool yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a great thing. Alright, so number four. This is our most modern album of, of jazz piano uh, essentials and that's Herbie Hancock's River The Joni Letters. Now this is a record that Herbie made in, what was this? 2007 or 2008 yeah, maybe? 2000, yeah. One Grammy for record of the year. That's how great this record is. Um, and it's all Joni Mitchell tunes except for two tunes. You have Duke Ellington's Solitude and uh, Wayne Shorter's Nefertiti. And, you know, we were talking about this here in-house about I mean, how, how many great Herbie Hancock recordings are there. There's, so, uh, there's countless. And this one really holds up to all the, his work in the 60s, all the Headhunters' work, all the popular work in the 80s. This one, I think, is as good as any of them. It's one of my favorite records of the last 10 years. Uh, I think it's 10 years, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's incredible from start to finish, too. Like we were talking in, um, in an early episode about, about you know, choosing material for a recording, and we use this as, a, as an example of how to get the flow right on a record.
1: I mean, it's, it, and it's it's a concept record, yeah. um, but it diverges from that specific concept. And, and never musically, but in terms of the actual material, it diverges. But to me, the thing that holds the whole thing together is Herbie's piano play. I
0: mean, he's playing so strongly on this record. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like the force of his musical personality is always there without overdoing or overshadowing. I mean, you've got you know Tina Turner and Nora Jones. You'd yeah, think yeah. it would just be this, this sort of hodgepodge of random guests. Guests, but it, you know, herbie really just he pulls everybody into his musical world in mm. such a welcoming way. I mean, it's just like he had a party at his house and yeah. he invited these you know all these different kinds of singers and different tunes and different eras, and he holds it all together while making it a joyous thing for everyone. And I, I love the way the piano sounds on this
0: record. It's a it's, beautifully recorded record. I think this is a this is an inspired choice by you, man. Oh, well, thank you. Not an obvious <laughs> one, but a good well, one. And,
1: and I, I wanted to get at least something on here, or a couple things that weren't so obvious. I mean, they, I was thinking of Emprian and Isles, mm-hmm. Maiden Voids. I mean, those are classic, taken off. I mean, th- those are classic, Herbie, early records. But I feel like too often we think of these masters um, as their best work was is, was behind them. And we got to remember, this is not like... Yeah. You know, he's Kareem Abdul Jabbar, the basketball player where there's an ine- inevitable fade at around age 40. Right. You know, and of course, Kareem's you know, basketball mind is still there, but he can't play like he used to. But, but I mean, with Herbie, I really believe in, in hearing him live, especially over the last 10, 15 years, 20 years now, um, that he's the strongest player ever now because he has the maturity, the understanding, the depth, yeah. and he still, of course, has all the piano
0: stuff there. So I think that we shouldn't overlook the more recent recordings. You know who we should get to put together one of these lists for us? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, huge jazz fan. Oh, huge fan. Yeah. Huge guy and huge, huge jazz fan. No, he yeah. would be great at curating a, a best of list. Absolutely. Where ya you at, Kareem? Um, okay, number five. This is Ahmad Jamal's classic, but not for me. Now, this is Ahmad Jamal, I think, you know, a younger version of himself. This is hard to ignore as one of the strongest trio recordings and trios of all time. The concept was ahead of its time it was super hip, it was, it was perfectly executed, it always swung, it always felt amazing, it always felt like art. Um, the playing was incredibly strong, Amajamal was uh, virtuoso, he still is, um, and this is iconic. I love the sound of the drums on this recording, you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. know how big the Pershing was. But you feel like you're in this club. Small with, lounge. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was a small lounge. Well, you feel like you're there with yeah. them. And, I mean, Vernell Fournier and <clears throat> the, the whole trio is just, is just banging. Yeah. Obviously, you know, all the arranging is so tight. Yes. You know, from, uh, but not for me, uh, Moonlight in Vermont, the doom, doom, doom. doom. Yep. What is that? Is that what's new? Doom, 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 what's doom. New? yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. man. Kills me every time. And then Poinciana, of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just super thematic arrangements. With you know really iconic things that we've all copied so many times, a very influential album, very influential period for Ahmad Jamal to you know certainly all the pianists, his peers, and then beyond. But Miles Davis, of course, yeah. modeling a lot of his arrangements and 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 fully acknowledging stuff he stole from him. <clears throat>
0: this reminds me of this album always reminds me a little bit of hip hop of like they're sampling these grooves and Mm. putting them in different places in the song you know what I mean yeah it feels like that to me for some reason
1: yeah it's that's a great one
0: Okay, so number six, we have Bill Evans' Interplay. Oh, Bill Evans makes the list.
1: Yeah, so now with this, I, you know, again, highly subjective. These are some of my favorite records. Maybe I, instead of the essential, I should have said my Peter's favorite. Peter's favorite, favorite <laughs> yeah. But, um, but also, this is another one that's a little bit less obvious. I mean, a lot of people will go with, you know... Um, uh, live the vanguard right or even like tony bennett and bill evans which i love that record right. Undercurrent, undercurrent exploration right. exploration yeah yeah
0: this is an interesting choice
1: yeah but this one because you know bill evans obviously was a great trio pianist and and solo pianist but i thought he was a great ensemble pianist too and so for this recording and i think it was riverside or impulse whatever it was on riverside yeah you know it's it's a little bit of a um unorthodox lineup, of one that I hadn't seen together, Percy Heath, Philly Joe Jones, Jim Hall on guitar, mm. um, and Freddie Hubbard, but I mean, that's swinging the, right there, it's swinging, and I mean, it's, and it doesn't feel like it's just a thrown together, obviously, many of them had worked together in different situations, but I think Bill Evans, in putting this album together with the material, with his playing, you know, really took advantage of all the musicians in, in just a brilliant way. What are some of the tunes on this one, on play? Uh, there's Interplay, there's, um, there's stand- You and the Night and the Music.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the one. Yeah, that's it's one.
1: basically standards, and then I think it's just the one original. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah, the Interplay.
0: gotta check this out i I used to listen to this on repeat in my in my teens and early 20s i I haven't i haven't gone back to it in a while i'm I'm gonna do that this week
1: yeah and it's a lot and you know it's 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 definitely not the widest ranging piano record of bill evans like for personally for his piano like the way that it does in the trio setting Mm -hmm. but he's hitting a lot of the kind of harder swinging stuff comping things that are a little bit different so i think it's a fun one cool now for number seven, the last one. Oh boy, pulling out the big
0: guns! Yeah, we're pulling
1: out the big guns. We got we had to go Oscar Peterson. Had to had had, had to go with the slam dunk there, um, and then you know he's got again. I wanted to avoid something too obvious like Night Train. Although I mean, what a great album, you know. Yeah. But. This is exclusively for My Friends, Volume 1. This comes from a series that he did. I love the, the titles of awesome. the, the yeah. title, too, and the, sort of the concept of how he went and did this. And then I think he revisited it with some of those Tell records later. Oh, yeah, some of, yeah, my, yeah. Best some of my Best Friends Are. Some of My Best Friends Are. And I, th- I think it's great because Oscar Peterson was such... Like, his music, and from the little bit that I got to, got to meet him and take a picture with him, he seemed like a very friendly guy. But certainly his music is is very audience friendly musician friendly it's just so warm and swinging and bluesy it just makes sense exclusively for my friends that's like anyone who likes music Basically, I love this cover
0: like he looks so sweaty and he's really working hard and he looks swinging on the cover he really does you just tell how hard he's swinging yeah I mean he's sweating but he's smiling too it's it's a crazy
1: thing it's awesome Um, but really for this you know it, it, there's one moment that happens on this record, like a lot of the other ones. We're talking about, you know, the arc of it is, is amazing oh, yeah. and how they put it together, the the, the 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 different players and how they work together and the concept of it. To me, there's one moment that happens on here that's just a few seconds long that makes this worthy of being on this list, and that's on Deo at three minutes and four
0: seconds. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put it. We're gonna put it right here. Just 10 seconds of this. Uh, we're gonna put in right now. That's not too bad. That's <laughs> swinging, man. That's pretty swinging. That's swinging. That's like the,
1: to me, should be, if I can learn how to go in and, and edit something on Wikipedia, I'm going to go in for swing Wikipedia, and it's just going to be an audio file. Yeah. And it's just going to be the, those bars and that transition. And you know what? I mean, I mean Ray Brown kind of just, you know, I mean, he just... Ooh. I might be singing another key so that's bad uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. but I mean just the way that they that they go into that swing it's just so strong
0: and swinging and, and beautiful well I have to say this is a really great list I've learned some things I've mm. been taken on a journey a little journey, m- journey. musically a little seven part journey yeah we hope you've enjoyed it uh, you know send us your list we want to hear what records you're listening to there's a good chance we don't um, you know we, we love jazz but we are always down to learn about a new swinging record so that's right Send us your list. You'll hear it. Mm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can
1: go to youllhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Well, you can do
0: that. Absolutely. All right. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks.